Let's do it. Let's do it. Now, the guy who likes to get down and dirty, but cleans up real well. You get it. It's time for Beyond Okra with David the Hound Leggett. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Beyond Ultra with me, David the Hound Liggett. Today is Thursday, June 23rd, 2016, at 11.30 a.m. We've got another awesome show for you. It's twice in one week. Great stuff. Before I begin, as always, my show is brought to you by P4P Muscle and P4P Studios, the number one drug-free athlete sponsorship foundation in the world. So if you are an athlete that is looking for a solid foundation or just looking for a clean, drug-free base supplement, check out P4P Muscle at P4PMuscle.com. As always, that is the letter P with the number four, the letter P, Muscle.com. If you use my home, my, ah, I'm getting already tongue-tied. If you use my code HOUND at checkout, you will get an additional 15% off. I'm sure my next guest will argue that you should use his code. Either way, I don't care whose code you use. Go on and use our codes. 15% off is a great deal. So I was fortunate enough today to try out the new ISO Way flavor of ice cream sandwich. Absolutely amazing. I just posted on my Instagram account at runhoundrun, and uh, it's amazing. It was the first time I'd ever tried it. And you know what? Every flavor that they have, either an ISO way or Alter Ego or Branch Chain Aminos, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, is exactly as described. So try it out. We're going to be running a contest. I'm going to be running a contest on uh, this show and my social media for the brand new Alter Ego Extreme called Holy S-H-I-T. Um, it's going to be amazing. I'm going to have a jar in hand uh, soon so I can do another contest for you guys and you guys will get a free jar. I'm still working through Alter Ego 2.0. I have a couple jars downstairs, so I'm working on those every day at the gym. I absolutely love them. Uh, so go on, check out all the stuff. You can check out all the athletes on the page too. Uh, some great people, amazing people doing some amazing things on both ends of the spectrum. Natural bodybuilding all the way up to endurance sports which is where this show takes us. So my guest today, as I mentioned, natural bodybuilding, is uh, an awesome dude. He's uh, retired from his current job, and he is working full-time at natural bodybuilding and is doing some awesome stuff. That's Jack Halverson. He is also a sponsored P4P athlete as well and a DFAC, DFAC promoter and DFAC competitor. And we'll talk to him exactly what all this is. So, without further ado, I'd like to introduce Jack Halverson to you. Jack, good morning. How are you? Good morning, David, and thank you for having me. Absolutely. I appreciate you being on the show. So, I, men- I mentioned uh, natural bodybuilding, but I mentioned that, you know, you, you just retired from a job and, and all this stuff, and you're concentrating on. I have in the bio for you for the show, two-a-days. Um, do you want to talk about actually um, how you got into natural bodybuilding first or who you are and how you got into everything? Sure. I'll give you a little background. Back in about 2009, I started having some health issues. I got diagnosed as a diabetic, a type 1 adult 
uh, where I have a gene that actually attacks my pancreas and shuts down the insulin production. And from there, I started getting a little more healthy. I wasn't working out like I do today, but I was getting to the gym. And then in March 2013, because I hadn't changed my diet yet, I had a heart attack, and that was my real wake-up call. So from there, I really started getting a little more serious about my workout and diet. And in 2014, I reached out to my current coach, Leif Anderson, from Team Classic Physique, and uh, decided to compete, which I did in the uh, 2014 NGA in uh, Five Points in Washington, Illinois. It was just a physique contest, but I did come in fifth. I was pretty happy, but that really set everything in motion to where I'm at today. You know, and I got to say, that's absolutely incredible that uh, you had a heart attack, and here you are now, you know, just just pushing the extremes with bodybuilding and physique competition. Um, It's absolutely impressive to me. And it's amazing, and, and I've, I've stressed about it, I stressed out on the last show, I stressed out on every show, how amazing the human body really is, and how much the human body can rebound, as long as you take care of yourself. And, and I think that, uh, I think Jack, and, and I can agree with it, um, a lot of people don't open their eyes to physical fitness until something happens. And, you know, it, it's a shame and it happened to me too, Jack. I, I got heavy and I got fat and, you know, I had all kinds of problems. And uh, it's a shame that I didn't find it sooner than, than having to get extremely heavy and get sick. And, you know, same. I, I know you were probably a healthy dude, but you just weren't, you know, at that level where you are now. And there's a lot of people out there. But I, I'm very impressed with you that, that you had that and you're rebounding to where you are. Well, in some ways, it's a good thing the heart attack actually happened because I didn't have near the energy before and after I had a, uh, it's like a six millimeter stent put in the uh, the main, uh, call it the widow maker vein on the front of the heart. And I noticed right away my energy level actually uh, increased several fold. So it was a good thing I had it taken care of when I did and... Uh, it's like say changing the diet has really just been tremendous. Absolutely. And what I found, and I was having issues with uh, <clears throat> other supplements on the market. And actually my buddy, uh, Kenneth Holt Terrell, he's another P4P sponsored athlete. He, he was promoting up P4P and I contacted him and we started discussing, I started looking things up and the rest is history. It was something that I think you can agree, and that's why, why you're here at P4P, is that there's nothing added into it that's going to obviously make you gigantic. And, you know, I, I mean, everything helps. Every supplement helps, you know, the way helps you to build your muscles and things of that nature. But it's nothing synthetic that's going to make you false big. And I found it that with simple ingredients and things of that nature that it's really helped my health-wise, too, to take this kind of supplement from P4P muscle as opposed to anything else on the market. Is that, I mean, is that how you found P4P as well? Yes, it is. Uh, I found P4P in 2015. I know Leaf, my coach, uh, uh, is still part of P4P. 
and I started using their product, and I've been very happy. I stick with just the standards pre-workout. Uh, I do take some creatine every now and then, but the BCAAs and the protein, and that uh, pretty much takes care of uh, the supplement that I take. Absolutely. That's actually, uh, that's actually the way I set up myself. Alter ego to start, branch chain aminos, and then ISO way to finish. And uh, I'm absolutely with you there. I, I like it. It's simplified. And, uh, you know, I feel good when I'm on P4P, when I work out. A lot of other, the, the other supplements, I used to crash in the middle of a workout. And I don't find that with P4P. So, you know, I, I thoroughly enjoy it as well. I'm glad totally everybody agree with you. I'm glad that everybody we're talking about is, is, is part of the P4P universe. Um, what most people don't realize is that P4P actually sponsors the natural bodybuilding aspect. Um, I thought it may be a long shot that I would get sponsored by P4P since I'm an endurance athlete, but we have the other side, Jack, of uh, P4P Sports, which you know covers everything else besides the bodybuilding. Right. So it's pretty awesome to have two spectrums of, of athletes as a part of the P4P universe. Yes, it is. So I mentioned I mentioned the uh, the terminology DFAC and hope correct me if I'm if I'm pronouncing it wrong. Most things are acronyms for something, and I guess you call it DFAC. Do you want to talk about what DFAC is and why you are a big supporter of DFAC? Yeah, uh, the DFAC, which is the Drug Free Athletic Coalition, is a great organization. The the thing that really uh, impresses me about that organization is. There's a lot of focus on the athlete. They give you more time on the stage for presentation. And the money goes back to the athlete. It's not staying just in the the uh, promoter's pocket and the organization. So it's a, a very finely run uh, organization, and that's why I've decided to become a promoter. So I haven't talked too much about that yet as yet because I'm still working on a venue, which for 2017, but uh, hope to have something going here soon. And so I can put out dates. We're thinking somewhere in July. Awesome. And uh, what area are you looking for, Jack, to, to, to do a show? So I want to bring something in here to the heartland of Illinois. Uh, looking at a couple places. One is down in Bloomington, Illinois. About uh, 30 minutes south of Peoria, where I live. Oh, awesome! Awesome. Um, so, you actually you actually compete in in DFAC, and you just recently won another 50 plus age group. Guys, he's 50 plus. This is impressive. If you've seen the photos of Jack and the photo that I posted, he, he he's huge. 50 50 years old. He's huge. <laughs> And we talked about, and I talked about it in the, in the last promo for it on Instagram, that everything comes naturally. And what I mean by natural is that he's not taking, like, we just, like I just talked about, other supplements that give you the false size. He's taking stuff that is just assisting with the recovery and the formation of the muscles. But all of that size is all Jack doing all of that work. So congratulations again on your 50-plus. What, what do you call that division? Do you call it Masters Masters or... Uh, Extreme Masters or what? Uh, in the defect, we call it the Masters 50 plus. Uh, some other organizers do uh, uh, Masters and Masters kind of thing, but 
and grandmasters, right? Masters in the age, huh? Right. And you know slouch because we talked about, we joked about it before at the start of the show that, uh, well, actually before the show, so nobody actually heard us joking about it, but uh, Jackie is actually new, newer to natural bodybuilding. Like he said, he joined up in 2015 with P4P and after all that stuff. But I joked about, I don't know how much I can call him a newbie anymore considering this, this guy has a, a, a number of wins under his belt. PNBA championship from Natural North America last year, Grandmasters, uh, DFAC Evolution two weeks later. You've got the 50-plus last week. I mean, it's, it's impressive, Jack, and I'm absolutely impressed at this. Well, thank you, David. I think the reason I say newbie is I'm still learning my old style of posing for freestyle and our evening-type shows. And that's the big area the, for me to learn. Plus, I'm really trying to build up my uh, legs yet. They're not where I want to be, but they're getting there. It's a process. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, uh, you know, and it's, it's something you do, uh, you do two-a-days now. And do you focus on, when you go out, and if anybody's listening, two-a-days, I say if anybody's listening, I know people are listening, and people are going to hear this later on, but when you go out and do two-a-days, do you focus on the same muscle group, like, say, in the morning and then at night, or do you, do you maybe do, like, Say if we're isolating the legs, you're doing the front part of the quads and then working on the back half, the second half, or how do, how do you work your two-a-days? Well, I've kind of switched it up. I'll do a split routine where I'm not working the same muscle groups. Uh, I've also done where if I'm real sore, I'll do light weights just to get the blood flowing through those areas to help recovery. It really depends on what part of the season I'm in, whether that's growth or starting to get into the competitive season like I am now. And do you base your workouts based on, on what you're going to be judged on? Obviously, you're going to be judged on full body, but is there anything that the judges really look for in, like, a posing routine that you go, you know what, I'm going to go back and I'm going to, I'm going to focus maybe 70% on that and then 30% on everything else? Yeah, you're always looking for your weak areas. You want to bring those up. You want the symmetry. You want the balance. And as much size as you can get naturally. So, yeah, each of the shows, the judges provide feedback uh, along with your coach. And those then your routines will focus on those areas. That's awesome. I, you know, and, it, and I kind of giggle. I say giggle like I'm like 10 years old, but, you know, I, I kind of giggle when I go into the gym and see dudes like every time I'm there just working like their arms and they, they walk around with these huge ass arms and like nothing. else. And obviously that's what we're trying to avoid in, in a natural bodybuilding competition. Yeah, that was a post I put on my Facebook page a while back because I've gone to the same gyms for a couple of years now and you see these people in there every day doing the same thing and they're not making any progress either they're just going through the motion they're not getting that mind muscle connection and um, uh, they're really wasting a lot of their time a lot of times I'll try to be uh, after I see them do their exercise I'll I'll do a similar exercise and use good technique and usually find them watching pretty soon you see them doing the same thing that's good. I mean, that's 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 a perfect. Uh, I would consider it a role model 
Uh, obviously, if, if you're seeing the same guys and they're seeing you, there's undoubtedly people watching. Um, you know, I hate to say that because a lot of people are afraid to go to the gym because they think people are staring at them. But I think it's more people's curiosity. Like, they see, they see a dude like you walk in. I mean, you're obviously cut. You're obviously a big dude. So they go, oh, man, I want to see what he's doing. And it's not so much that they want to show anybody up. It's that they're curious, how did this guy get so big and how did he get so cut? So I think that's, that's a great role model for you to do their same and you don't want to go over I, I think Jack and I think that's what you're you're saying you don't want to really go over and say to somebody hey you should be correcting your form I mean I, I don't know how that's you feel correct. about that no I'm the same way I don't like uh, interfering but I do like to be making sure I, I am that role model and I'm always open if anybody walks up and asks a question and I'm not gonna hold back I will definitely give them the best advice I can. And if I don't have the knowledge, I'll direct them to somebody that does. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I, and you know, I feel the same way. Like sometimes I see people doing things and, and I'm, I, Hey, I don't have the best for myself. I'll post something on Instagram just to get a feel out to see if I'm even doing it properly. And you know, like I posted, I was doing uh, snatches the other day. And I have, uh, I have a limitation in my left hand, so I have to actually do what we call a suicide grip, thumbs out and snatch overhead. And right away, I, was, you know, I got, the, I got the, the critiques of get away from that suicide grip. You're going to kill yourself, you know, straighten the back out, which I appreciate. And, you know, same thing. I don't, I don't necessarily would go to somebody in the gym and say, hey, you need, to, uh, you need to correct that form. But I'm appreciative of when somebody does say, hey, you know what, you know, get rid of the suicide grip and get rid of the – you know, the, the, the back a little bit more. So I'm always appreciative of people out there that, that have a good, good understanding and can correct form, obviously. So uh, I'm glad that when someone can approach you in the gym, Jack, that you're willing to help them out and, uh, you know, basically not, not steer them away. So that's awesome as well. Thank you. Like I said, you know, I, I hear a lot of it a lot of times is, you know, I don't want to go to the gym because, so-and-so's in the back staring at me or they're giving me dirty looks or things of that nature. And yeah, there are guys in the gym that are just huge. They're monsters and they could be intimidating, but I, I, I think you feel the same way. I feel the same way is, is I would like to see anybody just go in and try, go to the gym and try. You'll realize that the people there aren't staring at you. Most people are in their own world, just kind of like looking off in the space. And unfortunately it might be in your direction. It might not be. They're just kind of like, they're just kind of zoned out. I, I, is that how you are too, Jack? When I go to the gym, I'm just kind of zoned out. And, then re- and I realize, oh, man, I might be staring at someone without really thinking about it. Well, I'm a big uh, music fan, so I always have my headphones on. It helps me sure. focus on making sure I'm mentally connected to that exercise. Um, that's really how I go. And I try to. I think that puts me in a good mood, and there's not that gym face on me all the time. So I think that maybe helps the approachability side. But, um, Jack, are you that guy that dances? I am. I bob my head. <laughs> I get something good. Yeah, I'll get a little motion in there now and then. <laughs> I love it. Um, I know someone's going to ask, what kind of music? I listen, to, um, I listen to a gamut of music. I listen to anything to, jeez. Um, like heavy metal all the way down to, uh, you know, like Eminem and things of that nature, just everything in between. How about, uh, do you have a, like a set style of music you like to work out to? Yeah, I've got all good classic music. I like Otter Rush, uh, Alan Parsons, 
that style of music. I like a lot of instrumental, some of the uh, better um, uh, dance type musics that's mm -hmm. instrumental. Um, it's probably my main genres. That's awesome. I like, uh, yeah, I'm with you there. I like anything that has a beat. That I can basically work to, especially I'm a big runner, so that that's I mean that's my niche is running. So I like a lot of stuff that that has like a fast like thump 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 where I can keep my foot my foot tempo too when I run. But uh, yeah, in the gym I'm with you. I'm with you there, man. I, I like I like dancing music or just anything that keeps a nice upbeat. Rush is awesome. <laughs> Definitely. So. Oh man, I just I keep doing that. I keep blanking out. Um. I had some notes here, and I wanted to talk about what it's like on a competition day. Now, we talked off, off camera a little bit, and I, I saw on the IFBB that they do three stages of competition. But like you said, DFAC likes to give you a little more time. Do you want to talk about what a competition is like uh, at a DFAC event? Sure. So a lot of the uh, competitions, depending on how many competitors there are, there will be a morning pre-judging show and then an evening uh, uh, show where you go through your personal routine and they hand out the uh, trophies to the winners of each of the classes. So in the uh, pre-judging, uh, each of the classes get to go out and go through their standard poses and and they spend time doing this not just once around and the judges make their decision and you're off the stage. You may go two or three times around and then moving around within the group so they can better see the lineups and the angles of each of the uh, athletes. Uh, so you're you're pretty at least for me uh, I'm I'm pretty winded by the time I'm coming off the stage. Uh, drawing is, a is blank there a an hour to go. Huh? Oh no, that's okay. Hey, I just did it myself, so <laughs> not a, not a big deal. Um, is there is there a way? I want I I don't I'm, I'm not sure how I ask this. Is do you is there a secret and I don't know if there's a secret or not is there a secret when you actually pose to to I guess like you get swell or you get I guess I heard Kalen say it and I didn't think about it. I was going to ask you about like like vascular is there is there a secret to doing that on stage or just more the more you pose and the do you warm up behind scenes to 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 get I guess warmed up and everything's not so stiff or well so a little of both I mean you have your prep diet going into your competition, which is uh, it kind of dries you out so you don't have that water between your your skin and your muscle, and the definition shows up a lot better. And the tan helps, of course. But then on the day, usually before you go right out on the stage, you'll do a light pump. Uh, they'll have weights and bands and other type of equipment to work with. And then actually, as you do start posing, you do start tightening up even further. It does make a difference. And is that, is that basically your, your, are you like locking? I, I see a lot of times like where 
where someone wants to show off the triceps and they're 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 grabbing the they're grabbing their wrist and they're just kind of like locking their arm out. Is it is it a lot of like locking motions to try and get the the best swell on the muscles? Yes, yes, it is. But uh, you got to remember, most of your poses, you're really locking your whole muscle system uh, because when you're on stage, everything's on display it's not just say if you're doing a side chest you still want your legs tight and, and your abdomen tights and everything so you don't you don't just focus on the uh, pose that they request even though that is the main uh, focus sure. it's a lot to think about actually when you're when you're out doing i guess it becomes natural the more you the more you work on your routine Exactly. So how how do you come up with a routine? Like, is it something? Is it is it a different routine every time you compete, or is it the same routine that you just master through? Like, I'm I, I'm curious about all this stuff. I'm curious, like, how does someone come up with a with a posing routine? Well, I can only kind of speak from myself, but uh, the way I do is I look at different poses. Uh, some of the athletes that I grew up with. Uh, you know, like Arnold, Frank Zane, Lee Haney, some of those, uh, and try to emulate some of that and then add in my own because everybody is a little bit different. So just tweaking yourself a little bit differently will be the best for you as opposed to someone else. So everybody has their best poses and positions that make them look the best and you got all go ahead i'm sorry no no i'm sorry that was my fault that's all right did i I throw your train on the train of thought off (laughs) i was just going to say you spend a lot of time in front of the mirror to analyze because you're uh, trying to put back up that perspective that the judge is seeing and then you know making slight adjustments to the way you uh, you show those muscles. It's a definitely involved. It's an involved process. Is there a limitation on how many poses you can do in, in a in a in a routine, or is it a time limit, or how how does that work? So it's a time limit for amateurs, which is one minute. So you come up with a series of poses that you can fluidly move through in that one minute time frame then i believe the pros and defect have a minute and a half i believe wow and do you do that to music or how does that i know you i know you're a big music guy so do you have like a set set song you like to pose to or do they do they supply you music like is it i I would think hopefully you get your own so you have you have something to work into Well, it can be either. I do use my own, but there's a lot that will just use what's called the house music. Sure. um, Just because they haven't decided what they want to use personally. And do you you get judged uh, also? I know you get judged on the posing, but do you get judged on the music choice as well, or do they not think about that? They're just more concerned about – are they looking at the whole overall overall routine, I guess, is what I'm going to ask. I'd say the music shouldn't play a role other than uh, it's going to make you feel better on stage posing. If it's something you enjoy, you're obviously going to do a little bit better than, say, maybe house music. 
just because you practiced with it and the movements between your poses are more fluid that way. Sure. And you you time you you time your routine to the to the change in the music, correct? So you don't just turn it on at some spot and just go. You actually you like work with the same same segment of music and then time your routine so it works all fluently. Correct. Awesome. Awesome. That's and there's a lot that goes into this, honestly. I mean, a lot of people just see see the competition and they don't think about the fact that guys are out there working their butts off and, you know, working to music and like you said a lot of time in the mirror just making sure you get you get things right and like you said when you're doing a, a like a side chest pose and you're still having to lock out your legs and making sure everything looks looks swole I mean for me when I take photos yeah I want to make sure everything looks good too but you know I mean like in competition yeah. I you know I see how hard it would be to to think about all that stuff you know well, I've never done the analysis, but I can't believe that the pros aren't doing it to their own music uh, based on what I've been telling you here. Well, absolutely. So what does it mean? And uh, Kalen used it last year in an interview I saw on YouTube with you. He said you're looking more vascular. Is that something you're looking for, like a big swell in, in, the, in the veins when you're, when you're posing? <laughs> well, yeah, I think there's some people that like, the vascularity more than others. I think a good, uh, solid, hard bodybuilder is going to have excellent vascularity. As you work out with heavy weights and that, you're just pushing a lot of blood through your veins, and they do enlarge, and uh, it's intense. I can imagine. And they call that oxygenation. I know that yes. from running because you want a good oxygenation in your in your bloodstream, basically the swell of your veins, so your muscles and stuff don't fatigue. So it kind of all translates from weightlifting to you know endurance. <laughs> it does. I was happy when I saw in your interview with Kaylin that you said that you adopted cardio. Do you still use cardio as part of your as part of your uh, workout routine? Yeah, cardio is always part of my routine. It's just more so when you get into your competitive season to maintain your, at least for me, my leanness and hardness. Uh, but in off in gross season, you do cut back quite a bit on the uh, cardio uh, just so you're not cannibalizing your own muscle. Sure. And when you talk about growth season, you mean so basically there's a there's a set couple months I guess in there where you're going to put on a decent amount of size and then do you do you cut that size off to try and like build build like a nice sculpted like is it is it any part where you get bigger bigger than than being like I guess I want to say like not lean but more cut so do you get more more big than more cut and then you cut it down is that how that works? Well, that's kind of the goal, but usually you're gonna, your body fat's going to go up during that season. Um, as you get better and better at your reverse dieting, you can uh, maintain better leanness as you grow, but uh, usually takes longer. Uh, and for me, my growth season or off season was from uh, – November through about uh, March 1st or middle of March this year. So it's not a lot of time. So based on that, sometimes you'll pick up more 
uh, your body fat percentage will go up a little higher than if you were taking a longer time to build lean muscle. And obviously, then that's where probably your cardio comes into play. I know, Correct. I can tell you, I dropped I dropped a tremendous amount of weight from March to now just just by going back out and hammering running. So I mean, you obviously for you, I know you want to be careful with cardio, but I I I, I like that aspect of taking the muscle off. Yeah, or I think not in my as I say in my growth, I was about 198 pounds, and for the show, I was right about 181. Wow, yeah, that's a good that's a good cut. Yeah, I mean, I I did the same thing, but I I, I certainly don't look like you guys. <laughs> well, you're a runner. Yeah, I know. I know. Everybody says that. Well, you're a runner, so you know, I expect you to to look like a walking skeleton, I guess. But <laughs> hey, I'm strong on my. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, right. I, I laugh. How important then throughout. Well, it's, I know it's important, but how extra important is it for meal prep? So, you, you, you know, if we want to talk about meal prep a little bit, a lot of people are going to be like, what are you talking about meal prep? But do you want to talk about meal prep and how important it is? Sure. Meal prep is very important, especially if you work. Uh, last year when I was still working, so I did a lot of meal prep, so I didn't have to figure out what am I going to have because I'd eat about four to six meals a day and at Caterpillar where I worked you've got meetings all day long and other activities so you got to be ready to have your meal when you have that spare moment Mm -hmm. Uh, now that I'm retired I don't need to do quite the meal prep unless I'm traveling uh, because I keep playing fresh fruit and foods like chicken and fish around, I can just make it on the, on the spur of the moment. But Do you it like is the very grill? important for those. I'm sorry. Yeah. Do you like the grill? Yes, I do. You grill vegetables? I, my one buddy, he's always posting photos. He's grilling vegetables and, and amazing stuff, and I always think it looks good. I'm, I'm not a – I'm going to admit it, and I've admitted it in the last couple shows – I am not the biggest vegetable person, and rightfully I should be because that's going to help me keep, you know, keep a decent yeah. foundation. Uh, how, how do you like? Do you, do you grill everything at at points in the summer, or do you you know do you still bake and and things of that nature? Well, I do grill a lot of the fish and chicken, yeah. But the vegetables occasionally will grill, but I'm I'm one to pull a pepper out and just eat it right out of the refrigerator. Uh, I love fresh yeah. vegetables, so lots of tomatoes. Yeah, I I still want to be there with you. I, I want to be there with you. They they always look good to me, and then I eat them, and I'm like, and my one buddy always <laughs> says, stop being stop being like a six year old and you know eat your vegetables. And every time I try, you know, I just have the worst experience with them. I'm getting better. <laughs> I'm just, that's good. So that's that's awesome. You can just take them out and eat them. I mean, it's such a such a great great. Uh, food for you any any vegetable yeah. is amazing you know um i'm a big fruit guy i like i like getting my carbs out of my fruit i don't go for uh complex carbs like a lot of breads or anything like that but i get my carbs through yeah. my fruit i do drink my vegetables if i juice them i can i i can have vegetables all day long but i can't I, for some reason i can't get get past consistency well that's good too i've got a vitamaster mixer and there's a lot that goes into that 
Oh, I believe it. I started liking kale. I love kale all of a sudden. That's good for you. Absolutely. I love it. It's good for an endurance for an endurance athlete too. You know, beets. I love beets for their anti-inflammatory. I mean, you can imagine yeah. after I get done with a run or something, it just joints are just achy everywhere. So I love the beets. I was just talking to someone else. I uh, pickle pickle beets. I love those. Eat a lot of those. It sounds great to me. I just I don't know. I, uh, and I'm appreciative of everybody that that can that can maintain a diet of vegetables. I grew up, you know, basically it was he can eat what he wants. If he wants to try vegetables, then you know he can eat vegetables. So, you know, it, it, I love my mom for that. Let me let me make my own decisions on food. But some, sometimes I wish I would have been forced to eat them, so I would like them now. Yeah, I was raised on a farm. We were big sweet corn and uh, fresh vegetables out of the garden, so that got me used to the vegetables, that's for sure. Absolutely. So you talk about six meals a day. Is it – I think someone – I think – Sometimes when we talk about like food prep and things of like that, and you say, you know, I, I eat five times a day, but I mine are like snacks in between in between the meals. But when you talk about six times a day, we're not talking like seven course meals. You're talking about you know just simple non-complex foods, correct? That's correct. Yeah, so it could be chicken, broccoli, you know. Um, yeah, no complex carbs for me right now. So, and then uh, some of the meal, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say some of the meals will be a protein shake. Right. Awesome. Ice away, right? (laughs) Right. Exactly. I love the grasshopper. Yeah. Like usually the day before a competition, if I have like an obstacle course or something, it'll be like a, uh, just a nice no way shake for, uh, for lunch and then a nice decent dinner and, you know, snacks in between just to kind of, I don't want that lethargy feeling. And for those listening, complex, complex carbs are going to do that. They're going to sit in your body for a long time. It takes a long time to burn them out and you get that slow, I call it lethargy, but it's a slow sluggish, just sick, bland feeling when you're out competing. So, I, Oh, I, yeah, I can imagine. I tell, the, I tell I, everybody the same thing, Jack. Stay away from complex carbs. I mean, they're good for you at some point, but in, in moderation. Right. You know, I mean, we talk about carbs, and carbs are, are important, obviously, not only for your body development, but for, for uh, memory and things of that nature. Your body needs carbs, but that's how you get your carbs. You've got to get your carbs the good ways through fruit, vegetables, right. things of that nature. Stay away from, you know, breads, the white bread that's, you know, in the in the packaging, things of that nature, things of those, like pizza. I love pizza, but, yeah. you know, I, I eat gluten-free pizza. My wife is uh, gluten intolerant, so we do a lot of, we try and maintain a lot of stuff that's gluten-free just because she's not fully allergic, but she does get like a sick belly feeling afterward. So I sure. love gluten-free pizza. Gluten-free pizza is amazing. <laughs> well, I do know with the diet I, I have now, it helps me maintain my glucose uh, levels a lot better than I ever used to. Matter of fact, I uh, uh, since about last year, I had to start taking some insulin, and I don't have to take near as much anymore because of the diet. Good. That's good. Yeah, I, I, oh, Jack, I couldn't even imagine having to take insulin. 
You know, I know, I know uh, yeah. a couple of my coworkers. Uh, the one has the one is diabetic. He he's actually fortunate enough to be on a pill. Yeah, but I just uh, I think I would probably suffer if I if I had to take insulin. God bless you. I don't think I could actually inject myself with anything. I had to do it when I had uh, I myself had four heart surgeries, so I had to inject a uh, a blood thinner into my stomach. Yeah, it was horrible. It was oh, horrible. Yeah. I forgot what the name of it was. It was a couple of years ago, but it actually turned my it turned my whole body purple at the injection sites for like three weeks. <laughs> That's not good. Yeah, it was like Lobanox or something to that effect. It was horrible. So I, I, you know, I feel for you with the uh, insulin injections and things like that because, oh, you know, it was. Ugh. I remember having to psych myself up to just stick myself with this needle, and I was like, oh, you know, come on, just do it, just do it, you know. But I, I think I would suffer. And God bless you. You know, I'm glad that you found an alternative that you don't have to do it as much. Yeah. You know, that's that's impressive. Uh, you know. Absolutely amazing. Yeah, there's actually things I don't even have to take any just based on the diet I'm on, especially as I'm getting towards the competition. That's great. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's I, I mean that's that's the ultimate goal is if you have a health issue, to, you know, to correct it. And I think I think that's awesome that you don't have to you don't have to worry about the insulin and things of that nature. You know, it's uh, that's really scary. It's just scary scary thing to have to try and like when you're putting a needle at your at yourself you know <laughs> yes it is um so do you have uh, i'm asking like you don't do you have a competition in the near future here yeah so my next competition is august 13th it's called the defect windy city naturals brian mccabe is the promoter up there Great guy. Uh, anybody listening, looking for a show, I highly recommend it. That sounds. And obviously, you're, you uh, do you compete overall, or do you uh, and age group, or do you are you guys only limited to like you, you can only sign up for one or the other? So you don't do crossovers, but in a defect, for me to be able to win my pro card, I have to win the uh, overall bodybuilding so that pits me against the uh, younger guys gives me a real challenge well i like that you said you said in one of your interviews prior age is just a number that's correct and i think i've seen the young guys and uh, a lot of them can't can't hold a candle to what what you bring to the table jack absolutely well thank you absolutely appreciate it so you actually uh you actually take your own photos Correct. So when when we see when we see photos of you, you know the stills and, and the things with P for P, you, you do your own photography. That's correct. The majority of the uh, postings that you'll see on my Facebook are mine. I have had some other photographers that I that I'm very impressed with do a couple of photo shoots, but uh, in general, most of them are mine. Are you uh, are you bringing other athletes to you? Like, are you are you able to photograph other athletes? Yeah, I've been, actually I have uh, uh, starting up again. I do like an open shoot on Fridays at their local gyms. So I have quite a few friends, and uh, some are bodybuilders, some are just more athletic that uh, participate in that. 
That's, oh, cool. That's uh, I, I, and that's awesome. That's it's a great side shot, especially because do you submit photos? Like, do you have to submit photos prior to competition where they're like, we want some photos just so so the judges can see who you are, or how does that work? Uh, no, I haven't had that request. Though I do give uh, photos to my coach so he can analyze and we can do any tweaks on our diet that I need. Well, I'll tell but you what, I've from, seen your uh, photos. Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm I, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I was just going to say, I've seen, I've seen your photos. And especially if the ones you're posting are the ones you're sending to your coach, I don't know if there's much tweaking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, there's always tweaking. Uh-huh. I don't know. I, well, oh. obviously from my perspective, but, you know, I, I believe it. But I, I do, your photos are uh, Hopefully are, Lisa uh, listening and agreeing. <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> See, I should be a judge, right? You're like, man, this guy should judge yeah. me. He's like, oh, he looks perfect. Yeah. Win every you win every competition that I'm judging. But <laughs> everybody would. Everybody would be first place. Like, I don't know. He looks good. He looks good. He looks good. He looks good. You know, <laughs> things of that nature. But uh, I don't know. Have you have you done uh, competitions with other other athletes, other P4P athletes that are that are out there? Uh, so I think in my age group, I'm the only P4P that I've, uh, that's on the Sasia one, but of course I've been in, uh, shows where Kalen's been there and, uh, other P4P athletes, but in my age group, I think I'm the only one that I know of. You've got an advantage then. Anybody listening, if you're under 50, go for P4P. If you're over 50, don't do it. In the group, so. <laughs> make you guys look bad. No, I laugh, but uh, you know it's 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 amazing. And Kalen's a big dude himself, man. I I've seen Jeez. him pose, and I was like, wow, you know, like. Whew. I wish. Yes, he is. Maybe, I stop, maybe when I stop running, I'll, I'll I'll look big. I don't know, but that's <laughs> uh, it's impressive what you guys do. You know, I mean, absolutely. When you go to the gym, yeah. do you? Do you lift for weight or do you lift more for the form and just to get the the muscles to pop? Like, is there, like, like do you do a, a day a week where you go extremely heavy and you don't worry about, well, about getting the, uh, the isolation in the muscles? Well, yeah, I do go heavy, but form is always critical. Otherwise, you'll have injuries. Well, and, yeah, you know, I'm sorry, I should have. I should have specified. I don't want anybody to hurt themselves, but I mean, like, I know there's a lot of a lot of ways to weightlift where you would isolate the certain aspect of the muscle. But yeah, no, I want right. form. I'm just saying, like, do you do you not worry about sometimes about how about I rephrase it, sculpting? <laughs> yes, uh, I do do a lot of sculpting uh, exercise, compound movements uh, uh, where I'm doing lower weight but very high repetitions. Right. Good strict form, making sure you have that mind muscle connection. That really takes the mind muscle is always there, no matter you're lifting heavy or not. That way, you make sure you right. do have good form. But uh, like right now, I'm in a protocol where I'm lifting heavier, and you know, trying to build certain the weaker areas up. Sure. Absolutely. And and I said on the last show with Wes Okerson, I said on the, on a couple shows before, 
with proper form comes your strength. But I know it's it's different when you when you just walk into a gym one day and like I could see taking the new alter ego extreme and just going and going, you know what, I'm just gonna go, you know, throw down. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> Yeah. I think that's the question I was getting at. But yeah, I I'm with you. I don't wanna I don't want anybody to sacrifice form for weight. Um Yeah. Good thing good thing you don't do CrossFit because there's a lot of competition in CrossFit amongst everybody. Like I'll post the CrossFit workout and someone'll be like, What weight did you do? You know, so they can go yeah. try to more and I always tell them it doesn't matter what the weight is. Just do the workout. You know, it's right. you'll 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 find results whether it's ninety five pounds or you know two hundred ninety five pounds. So I'm with you there. Yeah, as I say, it's uh, once you have that mind muscle connection, it's just time under tension. Yeah, I and and I agree fully. I I agree. Once you have that form down, it, everything else just comes because your body will get so used to that repetition on good form that, like you said, you're gonna get you're gonna get the weight up. The weight's gonna come naturally. So, right. Very good stuff. Very good stuff. You know, um, do you? I know we talked about uh, pre-workout, uh, branch chain aminos during. Do you do you take like a like anything at night? Do you have a special a special like recovery that you that you take before you go to sleep, or is it just pretty much the three basics? Like like I talked about, I I take the same thing. Uh, I take alter ego, uh, branch chain aminos, the chain reaction, and then uh, iso away right after. Do you take anything else like like later on for recovery, so you're not so sore the next day? So the only thing I take at night, if I'm still needing to take protein, I'll take a casein protein for nighttime, but that would be it. And casein, if we know, takes out, takes out, is supposed to reduce inflammation in the body and assist with muscle growth. Have you had good results with casein? I've had uh, what I would classify as good results. It's, you know, that's based on just my personal experience. Um, I don't really ever get to a point where I've overused my muscles, and a lot of it, I'm sure, is due to the conditioning I put myself through, but uh, my recovery is actually pretty good. That's 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 what I need, honestly. I need that, so I think we got to talk off. Off, uh, okay. off radio sometime and find out because I tell you what, when I wake up in the morning, it takes me about 10 minutes to even like walk without being stiff or sore. So, <laughs> well, yeah, people have that. Yeah, you see the workout, but you don't see the day that you know the, the next morning, the first 10 minutes of waking up, you know, <laughs> <laughs> right? Everybody says, Don't you ever get sore? You know, you're always, you're always working out and doing whatever, or running and doing whatever, and it's I guess people think that when when you post on Instagram, oh, I went for you know ten mile run or whatever, they're like, oh man, the, the dude must be superhuman. No, I hurt. You know, I just no, don't. I think anybody. I don't, in, <laughs> yeah, I think like, anybody oh, involved in sports like we are is going to have that uh, that general soreness. Uh, kind of yeah. live with it. Well, you get used to it, I think, right? You get, yeah. you, you know, you're like, ah, there it is. Like, how many times do people say this to you, Jack? They say, uh, oh, man, I did squats yesterday, and I can't even sit on the toilet now, or I can't do anything. I can't. How, how do you deal with that? You know? like, I hear that yeah, a lot. Well, I'm having some of that now with the leg workouts I'm doing, so 
<laughs> so for those listening, yes, we do get sore. Dude. We're just used to it. Most definitely. I found as I'm as I'm nearing, I'm not 50 yet, Jack, but I'm nearing 40. I'm almost 40, and uh, I found that as I get as I get, I guess, agely. It's yeah. not really a word, but as I get up there, I found that I, a lot of times I'm enjoying uh, rolling my muscles and uh, stretching more. I used to just go out and, like, race and never even stretch before I started. I'd just go out and run. But, meh, whatever, you know, go out and run. But now I, I don't know how you feel about that, but I think a, I think a good stretching routine before any workout is, is paramount anymore. Well, that's a real good key because stretching's is uh, real important, actually, before and some after I highly recommend it. I go to a massage therapist about once a month to help uh, do deep tissue massages, which is hugely beneficial. I use the hydrotherapy at our Planet Fitness. That does wonders after a workout. Um, Yeah, so you you can't do enough uh, of stretching, really. That helps sure. prevent injuries and all sorts of problems. I was always a believer when I ran, and I used to read some of the articles on it that they said it depends on what kind of stretching for runners you could actually cause injury. But they, but most dynamic stretching is not going to cause an injury. It's just going to warm the muscles up. And, That's, you know, I I was I always agree. a naysayer. And I found I found that, and, I, and I'm sure you agree, like you just said, you agree, but – I find that I have better workouts, better races, better everything overall with a, with a nice, good dynamic stretching before the start. I use a PVC pipe myself and do a lot of stretching with those. Yeah, if you don't do a stretch, proper stretching, uh, um, moving the weights like you do, eventually something's going to happen. You're going to lose some mobility and flexibility. So you really need to do the stretching. Absolutely. You know, and the last thing you want is injured joints, sore joints, and we all know that an injury to a joint is going to lead to arthritis. And that's, yeah. I don't, I haven't talked about that lately. I haven't even talked about it on any of my shows, but a lot of people don't realize, and, and you know, I actually am, well, I guess it was genetic. It's genetic. It's passed down to me. I actually have a, a mass amount of arthritis in my body, Jack, uh, right through the middles of my feet. Um, I'm actually yeah. diagnosed where I need a hip replacement on the right side. Yeah. Um, you know, back, body, everything. And I, 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 like I said, I, I love the stretching just because, oh man, you know, like I said, that first 10 minutes in the morning when I wake up, everything, nothing wants to move. You know, I'm walking yeah. as if I'm stiff legged and no knees and, you know, and take it from us, you know, honestly, guys, if, uh, if you, you injure, injure a joint it's going to be it's going to it's going to be problematic the rest of your life so you, you want to be very careful stretching and like jack said make sure you pro- you you have proper form because you don't want to have to be injured rehab re-injure rehab you know it's just a never-ending cycle well i didn't get into it but i also have arthritis as a matter of fact yeah. it was so bad last year about july time frame when I get out of the bed, I thought my ankles were just going to snap off if I moved them. <laughs> That's not a good feeling. No, no, definitely not. And, uh, you know, those listening that have, have arthritis, no, it's painful. It's excruciating yeah. at times. You know, I mean, 
there's days I'll just be sitting. I actually, uh, I remember when I first got diagnosed with arthritis in my foot, um, the doctor tried to say it was gout. And I was like, yeah. uh, I don't know. This, you know, they tried to give me gout medicine. And I was like, all right. I'd never heard of gout. And I was like, oh, it sounds gross. And I researched it. I was like, ew, you know, right? So took this medication, never went away. And I oh, found wow. the joint just swelling and swelling and swelling to the point where I now have a titanium screw in my foot. Had to be cut out, and my foot had to actually be placed back together, my toe, with a titanium screw. So, wow, you know, I feel for you. I definitely feel for you. Anybody else that's dealing with arthritis or, you know, those kinds of issues, I definitely feel for all of them, you know. Well, one of the natural things I use is apple cider vinegar. That has helped uh, me with a lot of the arthritis issues. So I assume that's shot at night in the morning. You take a shot of it, you actually drink it. I mix it with water and a little agave just to break off the uh, real tartness. But uh, yeah, yeah, morning and night helps me tremendously. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that because I think I might I might actually give that a try. I'm not a fan of vinegar. It's used in my house to clean and and all kinds <laughs> of. But, we use vinegar to clean everything. It's absolutely amazing how much it takes stuff off. Just like they say, Coca-Cola takes off, you know, rust of stuff. Yeah. But uh, I, I think if that helps you, Jack, honestly, I want to try and give that a try because I want to prolong any kind of surgeries or anything that, that needs to be done with arthritis because it's just going to come back. But you know what I mean? It also, Everybody... helps, it also helps me with my blood sugars. It keeps them low. So it has a dual benefit for me. Yeah, I could definitely see that. You know, I appreciate it. I appreciate the tip. I'm definitely gonna give that a try. I'm I'm kind of have. I'm one of those fast drinkers. If it's something I don't want to drink, it it gets downed quick. Well, let me know what you think. <laughs> oh, I, oh, definitely. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a shot. But uh, you know, I wanted to thank you for being on the show today. It's a, a lot of insightful stuff. A lot of things that I learned about natural bodybuilding that I didn't know. I didn't know a lot coming into this show, and I I obviously did my research, but. You know, a lot of stuff that, that you, you brought up that, uh, you know, I appreciate. Is there any, anybody you want to give a shout-out to, Jack? I know you talked about your, your coach and anybody else. Is there anybody else you want to, want to give a shout-out to? Yeah, I definitely got to give a shout-out to my wife. She supports me in this, and without her, I probably wouldn't be where I'm at, I'm, I guarantee. Uh, yeah, shout-out to Leif Anderson and our whole team classic physique if any of them are listening and to the p4p athletes um, god bless you and keep up the good work absolutely sorry that's the the show prompt like i I talked about before i wish we could turn that off but uh it just tells me when i got a minute 90 seconds but yeah i mean that's awesome and uh it's great to have such a supportive family and and friends and coaches so like i said i appreciate it i appreciate uh, I appreciate the fact that we're teammates on P4P. We're opposite ends of the spectrum as to what we do, but, you know, it's all one big family at P4P, and I'm happy to have talked to you today, Jack, so I really appreciate you being on Well, thank you, David. Much appreciated. Absolutely, and I want to wish you luck in the next competition. I know you're going to go out there and kill it again, so uh, yeah. I look forward to seeing the posts. Um, if you guys want to follow Jack on Instagram, he's at halvo 3 and uh, you can check him out. He's got things going on. You can check him out on Facebook. I don't want to. I don't want to give away your public profile, your your private profile, oh, for everybody and blow you up. Thousands, up my name. But, you know what I mean. Check him out. He's doing some amazing stuff, guys. So 
All right, Jack, I'm going to talk to you. I'll, I'll get with you after the show. I really appreciate you being on. Thanks, David. Bye-bye. All right, have a good day, okay? You bet. Thank you. All right, guys, so that was natural bodybuilder and DFAC com- competitor Jack Halverson, an amazing guy. He's got a lot of stuff going on and uh, a lot of insight into the world of bodybuilding and weightlifting. Um, really easygoing. You can, you can hear that uh, he's accomplished everything from, uh, you know, being, being sick with uh, heart attacks and uh, diabetes to uh, basically overcoming that stuff. So the human body is a, is a, is a miraculous thing. Jack's living proof. Um, a lot of the people I have on the show are living proof. That's, that's, that's what I do on this show is I bring everybody on that, you know, is, is a positive aspect in the workout community, weightlifting, endurance, you know, just amazing stuff, amazing people. Um, I want to tell everybody that anything's possible. The only limitations are the ones you set yourself. I say it all the time. The only limitations are the ones you set yourself. If you go in with a negative attitude for something, you're, you're going to set yourself up for failure. Go out, try, do your best, and you're going to be pleasantly surprised with the results. Yes, there are bad days. Everybody has a bad day of working out or everybody has a bad day of running or competing. This is what it is. It's how you dust yourself off after getting knocked down that makes you you. So go out, hammer it, be positive, and you know, keep a happy outlook because if it's not fun, you shouldn't be doing it. Key thing, always have fun with what you're doing. So this is another episode of Beyond Ultra. Today is Thursday, June 23rd, 2016. It is now 12.31 p.m., an hour after we began. I am broadcasting from now cloudy Pennsylvania. I am David the Hound Liggett. Another episode of Beyond Ultra. Take care, guys. I'll send up another another uh, date for the next episode. All right, guys, you've been awesome. Take care.